Yeah. Yeah. So no, no, like no, like memento shit. Start at the start. Start at the start. Finish at the finish. And then, like, hopefully, in the hour or so it takes to record this, we won't be in tier five by the end of it. <laughs> you guys are making a podcast. <laughs> So this is a Christmas Day edition of the podcast nobody asked for. Happy birthday, Jesus. Happy birthday, JC. Uh, so with me, Ian Harris. And me, Graham Jones. So this month, obviously, we had our Christmas watch list out on the uh, social media airwaves. I don't know. We we had a list of Christmas films that we wanted you guys to vote on and watch as many as you could. And today we're going to run them down, even though... Why are you listening to this on Christmas Day? Yeah, I mean, I could understand if it was a normal Christmas and you'd kind of... You've, you've, had a, you've, had a, you've had enough of your family, but likely it is. Well, unless you're flouting all of the rules, um, you might, you're probably at home on your own. <laughs> Much yeah. like a film we might talk about later. Yes! And you have chosen to spend it with us. I, I don't know. We should we should just talk like the late night radio voice. And you've chosen to spend Christmas Day with us, Fran. <laughs> Fran. So, uh, first of all, obviously this this isn't a normal Christmas for people. If you are listening to this on Christmas Day, if you're listening to this after Christmas Day, we hope you're having a great time. It's all very strange, but goodwill. Love to all men, all that stuff. Perseverance, stiff upper lip. We'll be fine. Basically, I hope you got absolutely rat arsed and ate too much food. Yeah, which is the real meaning of Christmas and why Jesus died for it, which I think is what happened. Jesus died for our roast meat. That's that's what I was taught. That's what my father was taught. Yep. And his father before him. I could keep this bit going for a long time. And his father, my father's father's father. Um, yeah, this is mostly because your father's father's father, the his reverend was also a butcher. Yeah, uh, that could be it, actually. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, communion there was weird. It was actual blood. So, <laughs> like we said, this this month we're doing Christmas films. It's it's a Christmas films are always an interesting one because some of my favorite some of my favorite films are on the list, but I never watch them. Because you feel like if you don't watch them in that two-week, three-week period where it feels acceptable, you have to wait until next year? Yeah, there's a couple. I think there's a couple that, that can veer out of it. Mm. So I don't think it made the list, but it was on our watch list, but like Gremlins, for example. Yeah. Like, I yeah. think Gremlins you can get away with the rest of the year. There's there's so Watching The Holiday in July is a bit strange. Uh, I, I, I actually watched The Holiday yesterday. <laughs> it's I, I always forget. So... 50% of the holiday is probably my favourite Christmas film. Is that the uh, Jude Law 50%? No, it's the Kate Winslet making friends half. <laughs> like, that's just, I, I just, you know, it's really heartwarming. It's really just kind of sweet. It's someone just trying to do, you know, that that for me is a Christmas film. Jack Black is at his proper, like, it's probably his least Jack Blackie, where he's actually in a lead role. Yeah. I'm just glad, you know, that she had a nice Christmas after all the the boat sinking and whatnot. Yeah, no, she turns out she did get there, which, but it's probably because, 
uh, she can now hold her breath for like 10 minutes or something like that because she's <laughs> uh, filming Avatar 2. She, she can hold her breath longer than Tom Cruise can, which is interesting. Kate Winslet's also in a film. This isn't very Christmassy at all. But um, have you watched... Is it like The Mountains Between Us or something? Where she's in, not. She's in a plane crash with Idris Elba and we were convinced that they were going to eat a dog. And it is the only time I've ever been dis- vaguely disappointed that either the dog or Kate Winslet didn't get eaten. <laughs> Merry Christmas, guys. And that's the cold open sorted. Yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is the Things We Wish Kate Winslet Had Eaten podcast. <laughs> Number three on my list. So, um, uh, do you want to start then? Let's let's go into let let's start on our festive lists and then yeah, turn sure. turn our attention to the viewers. So there's a lot. I think I say this every time, and there's a lot on the watch list where I could have chosen them, and also what the listeners have chosen has kind of shaped my list somewhat because I agree with some of their choices, some of their. Other choices I really do not agree with, but anyway. Or lack of choices, should I say, but we'll get to that. Talking of dogs, you know, I don't think Kate Winslet tried to eat this dog, but he's a quite a chipper animated dog in The Grinch, uh, which came out in yes. 2018. But Graham, didn't The Grinch come out in 2000 and was a live action film with Jim Carrey? It did, but 18 years later, was it DreamWorks? No, um, it, it was... It's the other one that's not DreamWorks or Pixar. Was it Illumination? It's the, it's the Despicable Me guys. It's the Despicable Me guys, yeah. yeah. Those guys uh, decided to to do an animated version with a very, very good cast. Benedict Cumberbatch, Pharrell Williams, Rashida Jones, Keenan Thompson, Angela Lansbury. It's, it's a really... I really enjoyed this take on it and controversially prefer it to the Jim Carrey one. I, um, I, I, I don't prefer it. But what I like is they're both clearly their own adaptation of the book rather than trying to just do the film again. So that they're, they're yeah. so they're so very different. You could probably watch one after the other and not get bored. Like Yeah, you could do you could double bill. Yeah. Page. Like it's complete it's a different comedy style. Like one is very distinctly a Jim Carrey film. And the I other... feel that this is a little bit more faithful to the source material as well, perhaps because the other one is a Jim Carrey film. But I, I really like the Doctor Zeus like books in general. There's some obviously there's been some great film adaptations over the years as well, but there's um some of the books are just great. There's one called All the, Um Oh the Places You'll Go, which is like the best kind of like I think the best book you could ever give to a kid because it's all about like literally the the potential you have as a person to do whatever the fuck you want and it's just such a good message so um but wasn't yeah, read that he wrote green eggs and ham as a bet yes i think i think that's true um he he bet someone bet him that he couldn't write a story using only like 200 unique words and then he released green eggs and ham which is one of the highest selling books in at least america of all time yeah yeah, he, he, the the books I think find their way into like the American school system and and like early reading more than they do over here. But um, but yeah, I just I just think they're great. I mean, 
I think he's quite a questionable character, but we won't go into that because it's Christmas and we don't Yay. need to talk about that. Um, it's, why I don't, yeah. it's why I don't have any Roald Dahl films on this list either. <laughs> Fun fact for you, Ian, which I, I found looking into this, there is, there's a moment in The Grinch where he throws a book at his alarm clock to turn it off. Do you know what that book was? No. Spelunking for Beginners. <laughs> really? Yep. Um, I guess because he lives on a ca- in a cave. And yeah, the, the theory is that because he lives in a cave, it could have helped him like carve out his the interior of his home. Um, but yeah, it turns out the Grinch is a, is a spelunking fan. So, oh, um, nice. So ho- hopefully you're a listener. If you're, if you're listening out there, Mr. Grinch. Don't be a mean one. Give hey. us five stars on Apple Podcasts. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's my first pick. It's, it's a lot of fun. It's, it's different to the quote-unquote original Grinch movie, but, um, but yeah, great. And also, probably the main reason I like it more than anything is um, Tyler, the creator's You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch mm. cover. Is it a cover? He's kind of his own take on it as well. Yeah, but, um, it's as, as much of a cover as you'd expect from Tyler, the creator. Yeah, and actually, I know you're talking about like not listening to stuff all year round uh, or watching stuff all year round. I will listen to this song all year round because it's fantastic that that is fair so i i see your (laughs) brightly colored computer animated grinch and i raise you what is actually imdb's top rated christmas film which is it's a wonderful life but is it (laughs) yeah so (laughs) it's it's a wonderful life which it's quite interesting interesting so it was um made in 1946 and it was a complete failure upon release the reason it's kind of seeped into kind of public consciousness especially in america is because it was picked up by all the it was really cheap for cable channels to pick up so tv could play it very cheaply and it became like the cornerstone movie that was shown every year so it's then had this massive second life as a like a holiday classic but at the time it was a complete failure so It's a Wonderful Life deals with the most festive subject of all, suicide. Um, <laughs> so it follows George Bailey, played by James Stewart, who <laughs> I was going to do an impression of him, but the problem with doing an impression of James Stewart in It's a Wonderful Life is you get stuck in that voice. So I'm not going to. Uh, he plays a businessman who... Um, basically gets robbed by his boss who faces no repercussions for it at all and is left with a load of money uh, that he's owed and just before he's going to end it all by jumping off the bridge an angel is sent down and he shows him what life would have been like if he'd never existed so if that rings a bell but you haven't seen this film it's because every single tv show ever made has done a riff on this at some point in their runtime, it's a really, uh, really dark, dark period in the Peppa Pig universe. <laughs> but can you imagine? Like speaking of like dark, can you imagine this set of circumstances and the guy realizing everything would have been better? Well, I was just about to say that. Like, can you? <laughs> if that happened, you'd be like, uh... yeah. But on 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 a on a keeping in our Christmas tradition, Robin. <laughs> So Christmas spirit. The whole point of the film is whether you know it or not, you have this massive impact on, you know, 
those you love and the people in the world around you and it's such a it is a really sweet and nice film it's just over two hours long but it doesn't feel like it and yeah it's similar this is a weird thing to say it's similar to nightmare on elm street that we talked about last week um in that even if you haven't seen it before you could probably quote like scene on scene and you would recognize a lot of it just because it has become so embedded in popular culture but it's just nice it just it does just kind of make you reflect a bit on the impact that you have and hopefully it makes you change and think about what you're doing um yeah yeah it's great it's definitely my favorite christmas film that predominantly or heavily features suicide but do we know do you know which which angel it is it's not lucifer no so it's not lucifer it is clarence (laughs) it's angel clarence is Um, that is that a thing or is that just yeah no it's just just, just, his name's clarence once he gets his way he gets his wings and you know he's got his wings because a bell rings at the end but yeah it's um it's 24th on imdb's top 250 which puts it between at 25 star wars episode 4 a new hope and 23 the silence of the lambs good company so what's your number two my number two is um and this was a little bit tricky because both this and its sequel are very very close in i i think they're very both of them very good films i know a lot of people will have like the geared towards one or the other um but i've gone with the first one mainly because there is no donald trump in it um and that is home alone so home alone is just i don't know it's i i watched home alone and home alone 2 back to back today because you have to at christmas it's just a just a great film really it's it's light-hearted it's funny it's you say it's light-hearted a family forgot their child which maybe isn't that light-hearted but it's, it's more light-hearted it's more light-hearted than suicide yeah true but yeah it's it's just it's just great great cast all of the all of the traps and whatnot and it's it's embedded into christmas pop culture i think i I realized a couple of things with it today so i think i texted you this as i was watching it joe pesci um he's in the McAllister's house for the best part of 10 minutes at the beginning of the film dressed as a cop and not a single person pays any attention to him so he could have robbed them then and been done with it yeah that is that is something he could have done but then he clearly likes terrorizing children so <laughs> yeah I it's guess. a fucked up film i, I mean so. were they gonna kill him they were planning to right christmas <laughs> i particularly like john candy's cameo i think that's great um apparently he improvised all of his lines which is oh, i forgot which is fun. i completely forgot john candy was in it yeah uh, all of his screen time is with um catherine o'hara as well Catherine O'Hara, who like the internet seemed to realise the other day, was in Home Alone. Oh yeah, so I really, I I only put two and two together recently as well from watching a lot of Shit's Creek recently, and but now watching Home Alone, I can only see Catherine O'Hara as Moira from Shit's Creek. She's always been uh, the mum from Beetlejuice for me. Yeah, fair. Also a very good film, not very Christmasly though. That's not. Um, that's not for this list. <laughs> and yeah, also one of the best movies within a movie with angels with filthy souls yep. as well, right? So which, that's... Which, which is another one where the internet regularly remembers that's not a real film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
but yeah just it's just a lot of fun and also i mean i would chuck home alone 2 in there as well like i say i would you know i double build them today it's they're both great films to to whack on over this time of year yeah love them nice my second choice then and stop me if you've heard this before is an animated film that features rashida jones <laughs> um i also didn't put two and two together about this until just now but apparently i'm going very mainstream because this is the second highest rated christmas film on imdb <laughs> and that is the relatively new 2019's klaus so i watched klaus for the first time this week and i'm legitimately pissed off that i hadn't watched it soon it's an incredible film um it's animated in like a very unique style so it's it's animated 2d so it's not quite hand drawn it's as close to hand drawn as you get with modern technology right but it's lit 3d yeah so i i also watched that it this week and i the the animation style really stood out to me i thought it was it was a beautiful film yeah it's one of those animated films where i think you could take a screenshot from any part of the film frame it and just put it on the wall it's a beautiful film so it's about a postman uh jesper johansson who gets forced to work in smirensburg and it is his part in what becomes the santa claus story i don't want to go too much into it because i truly believe everybody needs to watch this film it's ultra heartwarming it's ultra feel good again it makes you think about those around you and your impact on things and you know the part you can play in making the world a better place it's fun it's obviously a kid's film but it also has a lot of very for the parent jokes like the girl pushing the carrot into the snowman oh my favorite character in the whole thing it's a very tim burton little girl who is just stabbing slow a snowman while making eye contact with the main character but it doesn't feel like it's not a kid story with adult jokes around it it is just it's a story for everyone it's beautifully done it's done by a guy called so sergio pablos Uh, it was nominated for best animated feature and it lost out to toy story 4 so i'm really wish toy story 3 didn't have a sequel (laughs) um it was also nominated alongside a film called missing link which is really underrated as well i still haven't seen that but i've heard the uh there's a couple of songs from it that i've i've heard and love do do, do a dilly yeah yeah (laughs) yeah it's i i can't talk too much about missing link because if you get me started on stop motion animation i'll never stop but klaus is it's just a beautiful film that more people need to watch there was definitely uh you know it got emotional in places, bro. Well, and also, I realised last week when I was talking about um, one of my justifications for the Joker as as a movie for Santa to be in that we haven't really had a Santa origin story. And actually, <laughs> turns out we have. I just hadn't watched it yet. It was a very yeah. It's not obviously it's well similar to the Joker. It's not the origin story, Graham. It's no true. a origin story. <laughs> Yeah. Um and obviously uh, it is 176th in IMDb's top 250 between Fargo at 177 and at 175 The Bridge on the River Kwai. Well, there there's 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 some bridges that he has to cross that are quite you know. Yeah, turns out tumultuous th- and lots of snow like Fargo, so yeah, it's, the, it's in good company. 
But it turns out the bridges were the friendships we made along the way. And, and my, my number, number one, one is, is the Muppets Christmas, Christmas Carol. Carol. Oh, so, wait, wait, but Graham, surely the Muppets Christmas Carol is something that our many respected listeners would have voted for themselves. You'd have thought so, wouldn't yeah. you, Ian? But you know what, Graham? I'm not angry. I am just deeply, deeply disappointed. More, more disappointed than when I found out about Tier 4 yesterday. Yeah, and that's, you know, we love all of you guys, most of you a handful of you guys but come on guys it's the muppets christmas carol that is obviously the right answer to the question <laughs> which christmas film should you watch from that list it's yeah. oh god i love it so much it's everything that i want in a film it has the muppets michael kane michael kane did i mention it has muppets the songs are great Yep, very good songs. First Muppets film where Kermit wasn't the lead. Really? Mm. Nice. Did you see the uh, Michael Caine, when he got offered the role, there were certain caveats for him to take it. And mm. one of them was that he wanted to do it like it was a Royal Shakespeare thing. So he yeah. he wouldn't acknowledge that he was surrounded by anything other than other actors and just played it completely straight, which I think was genius. Yeah, thank you for taking my top note about this film and i appreciate it <laughs> sorry bro <laughs> but yeah no it is it it really really works like he there's no hint at any point that for him it's weird that he's talking to a, a big fairy dude or that there's chickens around or whatever it might be so yeah it's it's just it is just fantastic and it has to go on every year Oh, it's but this this is one for for me at least. This is one of those films that we kind of touched on before, where I could watch this at any point during the year. I know it's very Christmassy, but the humor is just so universal. It's this is this is what I think of when I think of the Muppets. Yeah, I would say particularly from the point of view of like Muppet movies. Yeah, um, this is this is probably is up there. I really enjoyed the recent Muppets movie. Um not the sequel it was not as good, but the the Jason Segal one. Oh yeah, the the Muppets was brilliant and this isn't uh this isn't a comment on the other films. This is a comment on how good the Muppets Christmas Carol is. Yeah yeah. Yeah it, really good. It's also weirdly given hang on. I'm going to uh brief do some interlude music for me here, Graham. What what style would you like? Christmas christmas um jingle bells there we go that's all we need i'm good (laughs) (laughs) so apparently there have been over 135 different adaptations of a christmas carol across film radio readings you know everything this one website i have quickly googled says there are over 135 different versions of christmas carol and hand on my heart I think the Muppet Christmas Carol is the best one. Yeah, I I, I would agree. It's... It was also it, so it came out in '92, and you know it was not the in terms of like grossing at the box office, not the not the best Christmas movie that came out this that year. '92. Yeah. So it was beaten by uh, Home Alone Two. Oh, of course. Well, that hasn't made our list. So was it a success? Well, exactly. It's, I mean, one of my other favourite 
Christmas carols is um, Blackadder's Christmas Carol, which is the reverse, where Blackadder is... So Ebenezer Blackadder is the happiest and friendliest man in all of London, and the ghost teaches him how to be a bastard. Um, yeah. I thought you were going to say your favourite Christmas carol was Little Donkey. I was very close to veering off into a bad joke there, and I, I appreciate that you know me. <laughs> Sometimes more than I know myself. So so that's our top three Christmas films from the list. But this mini-sode is about you and Christmas. So yeah. we obviously had a lot of votes, not that you guys got it right, because seriously, Muppet's Christmas Carol. But we have your top three. So number three on your list was a film we recommended you last week. Well, I say last week, yesterday. Yeah. Um, because we record these live. Um, Jingle All The Way. Honestly, one of my favourite Christmas films. And I genuinely don't know why, because it is actually pretty terrible. But I will... It's the one thing I do every year without fail is watch Jingle All The Way whilst wrapping Christmas presents. And yeah, I just, I just love it so much. I want a Turbo Man. Uh, yeah. It's, well, it is Christmas. So you know, why don't you <laughs> check under the tree? It is a great, it is a great Christmas film. Uh, it annoys me a little bit that the kid is such a little dick, but I like it. You know, he's doing his. Uh, and Phil Phil Hartman is incredible in it as well as the the neighbor. Yeah, um, yeah. Cre- creepy, 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 neighbor. creepy neighbor. Because um, Arnie punches a reindeer. Yeah, which is a callback to punching a camel in Commando. Uh, Conan, Conan the Barbarian. Conan. Sorry, the, Conan. Yeah, it's we'll we'll have an Arnie. I believe we've had a requested Arnie in films list, so we'll have to get round to that at some point. But him punching nice. animals is definitely going to be up there. Apparently, he actually punched the camel. I could believe that. <laughs> <laughs> it's just what and, he did. Yeah, and you know, it really pissed the camel off. He had a he had the hump for days after. Hey. One of us was going to do it. <laughs> so number number two. On oh, our... Wait, quick interesting thing about cameos in Jingle All The Way. I honestly thought you were going to say camels. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, have you managed to twist this around to camels? <laughs> no, no, both the Vern Troyer and the Big Shows, Big, big Shows, Big Show make cameos as Santas. I forgot Vern Troyer. Yeah. Ah. Oh. I, anyway, I, on I to remember, number two. I remember the big show. Um, so number two then from the listeners' uh, vote is Elf, and it is an incredible film, isn't it? It's there's no. It's a, I'm, oh! I'm gonna be I'm gonna be controversial here. Like, I don't mind Elf. But I could take it or leave it. Hmm. <laughs> Interesting. I I I really like Elf. I. I think it's a, a modern Christmas classic, but because what I what I like about Elf is when they were making it, nobody was sure Will Ferrell could carry a film. Yeah, look, I I I don't think it's a bad movie. I just don't get the hype. I think that's yeah, and I you know I'm gonna create a lot of enemies saying it, but you know, fuck that's you cool. guys. Yeah. So we'll <laughs> add Elf to uh, the Will Smith list. Oh, 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 oh no no no! It's not as bad as Will Smith okay. at all. Has Will Smith done a Christmas movie? Why would you um, know? Um, there must be a Christmas like Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Oh yeah, yeah, there, there definitely is. 
but yeah elf so i i like elf i think it's fun i think it's it's just fun that's the only way really to describe it isn't it yeah it's... i also i i quite like i like um zooda chanel on it i am always repulsed by the spaghetti is it spaghetti yes. scene yeah, yeah that's disgusting but yeah look it is it it is a good film i'm not denying that don't think it's a bad film. I just, yeah, it's not. I, I would leave Elf on the shelf. Yeah, I, I am slightly biased, not just by the fact it's clearly a Christmas classic, but also there's weird things in films I really appreciate, and one of them is like the whole forced perspective thing. Like I love, I love forced perspective. I think it's just so clever the way that you can do effects in a single camera frame, just how things are laid out. So. so you're, you would really enjoy like uh, a continuous single take forced perspective shot. Like that would that would that would finish you off. If if Fellowship of the Ring was done as a single shot, <laughs> somehow incorporating stop motion, then I'm there. <laughs> but yeah, just just keep keep going, Grant. So number one on our list, then, or sorry, the listener number, list. Number one on the listener list is a film which. Uh, yeah, I probably. I mean, it it would be in a lot of people's top three lists, and it's obviously one of the ultimate Christmas films. And you aren't clever for saying it's your famous Chris favorite Christmas film because everybody does that, and it's not funny. You aren't special. It's Die Hard. Yeah, yeah, you're even less special with like me. You've bought a Die Hard Christmas jumper as well. Uh, I also have a Die Hard Christmas jumper. <laughs> um, I'm. If, if we're going controversial mm. i think i prefer lethal weapon huh. interesting oh. obviously that's not quite as fashionable given the only yeah the only thing bruce willis has done wrong recently is his film choices um but well, yeah, he's I, also I... like really fucking miserable now i don't know if you've seen any of his recent like press conferences and stuff he he's just he's... doesn't want to be there does it he's always apparently been a, a shit to work with um Kevin Smith did a Q&A uh, about working with him because he'd always wanted to work with him and his experience was awful. It's <laughs> it's very funny. I, I Kevin, Kevin Smith, for a long time now, has been a better public speaker than he has been a director. Yeah. I, I would listen to... I, I have listened to him talk. Uh, me and a friend went to... He did a Q&A after the latest Jay and Silent Bob film. The Jay and mm. Silent Bob film was distinctly... Eh. But... Him doing the Q and A was incredible. It was great, but it makes you think. Maybe if you know, if the first guy they offered John McClane to had taken the role, how things would be different. And I know that you know the answer to this question, but I'd appreciate it if he pretends you don't, so it sounds better on a podcast. Graham, do you know who they offered John McClane to first when they were going to make this film in 1988? Surely it was just Bruce Willis. They couldn't have offered it to anyone else. They offered it to the 73-year-old Frank Sinatra. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he was he was too busy being in New York. New, uh, I'm not even going to finish that one. He was So Frank Sinatra was in uh, Die Hard's based on a book. Frank Sinatra played that character in another film and he contractually had to be offered the next version of it, which was done nearly 10 years <laughs> After Frank Sinatra did it, so yeah, that could have been a different film entirely. Instead, with it... a nice musical interlude, oh, a musical Die Hard. There's got to be a musical Die Hard. 
There will be. We've had yeah. this discussion before. Edinburgh Fringe has done a musical of everything. There will be an there will be a musical Die Hard. I oh, I guarantee 100%. it. Hundred percent. But Die Hard is great. It is one of the all time best action films. Yeah, it's... and it's um. There, so there's a lot of like every year, it will come up saying, "Is Die Hard a Christmas film?" Right, and there's the whole like people saying it is, people saying it isn't. Three days ago, this is how current we are. Three days ago, the director has come out and confirmed that it is a Christmas film. He said, we hadn't intended it to be a Christmas movie, but the joy that came from it is what turned it into a Christmas movie. This That's a that's a very truncated version of what he said, and it's quite a long kind of explanation of his philosophy into why it is a Christmas movie and the philosophy behind Die Hard, which is not something I thought would be a thing. But yeah, there there is unequivocal proof from the director himself that it is a Christmas movie. Plus, obviously, he wrote writes "Ho ho ho!" Now I have a machine gun on a dead guy. So yeah, true. I would um I would also like to offer an apology to uh actually you know what I'm not going to apologize to you bastards. You didn't put up as Christmas Carol in the top three. Um, Die Hard is actually the second highest ranked Christmas film on IMDb. It sits at 125 between Monty Python and the Holy Grail and L.A. Confidential. Nice. So uh, I apologize. Yeah, I was wrong. I, I also have a lot of time for Die Hard with a Vengeance, the third one. Next to no time for any of the others, but Die Hard 3 has like a special, special plot in my, a special plot, special part of my heart devoted to it. That's our list of the top three then. So... Jingle all the way, Elf and Die Hard. But I mean, similar to what we said about uh, kind of feel good movies. I mean, I think for Christmas you watch whatever you want to. Whether you want to watch an uplifting film like Klaus, The Muppets Christmas Carol, something funny and classic like Home Alone. It's there's a lot, a lot of films and a lot of very good choices you can make. I think it's just a really good time for like getting together with people and watching cinema in general, even if it's not necessarily a Christmas film. I know like Tenet has come out on a lot of um, streaming platforms this week, I think, in time for Christmas. And yeah, I think Christmas Christmas is a good time for movies. So um, yeah, and even enjoy e- them. Yeah, and even though you might not be with the people you would usually watch films like this with uh we got a lot out of our kind of bad movie nights where it's just synchronized starting a film and just message across whatsapp a running commentary of well we did a running commentary of how bad the film is you wouldn't need that with a lot of these choices apart from maybe the star wars holiday special um but yeah so that that is our christmas minisode yeah, in the can. Happy in, Christmas. Yeah. Happy birthday, Jesus. Um, enjoy your turkey. Yeah, and if any of you are listening to this on Christmas Day, um, please share that on Instagram because I would find that amazing. Yeah, I hope everyone has a great day. Uh, remember to reach out to people. It's going to be a tough one, but it doesn't mean it can't be a good one. If you liked these choices, if you have other choices, if you're annoyed that you didn't get your vote in in time to make them up as Christmas Carol, the rightful number one spot on this list, you can find us on Instagram at the podcast nobody asked for. And if you'd like to carefully construct a 280 character uh, apology as to why you didn't vote for the Muppets Christmas Carol, you can um, send that to us on Twitter at nobody asked for pod with the number four. 
you can also use that address to do some stuff on Facebook. Um, I'm not entirely sure what Mark Zuckerberg allows us to do or not to do anymore, but um, whatever you want, you can do yeah, it Yeah, maybe he diverted the Muppets Christmas Carol votes. We, we just don't know. Um, and then you can also rate us on Apple Podcast. So leave us a review with any episode ideas you have, and we will do the best ones, because at some point, we're going to run out. Yep. Actually, that's See... a lie. We're never going to run out. No, no, we're not going to run out. Um, but yeah, see you next week to see off this year of whatever this year has been. Yep, and then our next watch list will be out on the 1st of January, and we're looking into the world of remakes, which, you know, I think we could all do with a reboot. <laughs> Oh, <laughs>